For those of you who've never beheld Jesus, like actually seen his face, I just got this thought while we were in worship, and I think it was the Lord. Like, I feel like Jesus wants to give an opportunity for you to actually behold his face for the first time. And because we're here to worship him. We're not here. I just, I love this, this quote. It said that for years, the church has gathered around a sermon, but the children of Israel gathered around the presence. I believe the Lord is leading us into a, a time of gathering around his presence. We know that Pentecost is coming, the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Seven Weeks, actually. The seven's a, a number of perfection. And you're made perfect already in your relationship with Christ. All of you are perfect if you are in Christ because of what he's done. So can we just like, just reach out your hands right now? And I want you to picture the face of Jesus. I want you to picture him gazing at you, staring deep into your eyes. I want you to picture his hair, picture what he's wearing, can you see his hands? Whenever I see his hands, I always see the scars. But I always see a face that is just so in love with me. Yes, Lord, we just wait for you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. a sermon or did you come to meet me Jesus wants to meet us tonight he actually wants to meet us he wants to touch us he doesn't want there to be any separation anymore let's give time for him right now let's give time for him I encourage you, whatever Jesus does, I want you to do. I want you to follow him. If he gets up, if he lays down on the floor, I want you to lay down there with him. If he starts singing a melody, sing with him. I only do what I see the Father doing. 
But if you have seen me, you've seen the Father. So God, we look to you right now. We look to you. I release a new freedom on this house to worship, to worship freely before the King. The King who paid the price for that freedom with his own blood. Your worship is precious to him because he paid for it with his own blood. Oh, Jesus. they don't need to carry you took it you took it on the cross Lord oh Jesus oh Jesus I see the Lord raising up worshipers in this house People who have never uttered a song out of their lips are shouting before the King of Glory. <laughs> I see him pulling us in, pulling us into a surrender, a place of full surrender. Your surrender is directly related to your authority, to the level of authority you want to walk in. You want to walk in authority? Walk in surrender. I see the Lord doing things all over this house. Some of you are going to be runners out of John chapter 21, where John outpaced Peter to the tomb. There's a desperation cry rising up in our midst right now. Because when you're so infatuated with your love, when you're so infatuated and desperate to reach the love of your soul, you can't help but outrun those you're around. There's a young boy in this, in this room tonight. His name's C. I see the Lord stopping a blade going at him. And the Lord is saying, I am protecting you. I have protected you all along the way. What Satan has tried to come at you, I have protected you. I know he's in the nursery. With my, with my kids, but someone share that word with him. 
Jesus has stopped the knife. There are some in here who are getting their voice back. They're getting their voice back for the first time. Maria, I see you weeping before the Lord and wiping his feet. I see a Mary anointing on you to wipe the feet of the Lord. It's a pleasing thing to the Lord. Some of you are surrendering a part of your heart that is held on to fear. Maybe that fear is a fear of not getting the outcome you want. Maybe it's like a Joseph where he tried to figure out his calling instead of just rest in it. there's a Simons there's Simons in here that God is about to call Peters and there's parts of your heart that you're, the Lord is saying I want you to fully surrender this to me you want the outpouring you want the fullness you need to surrender this thank you Jesus be afraid that the Lord is calling you into his suffering because it's through his suffering that you come into perfection and you come into the fullness of what he has for you oh jubilee the glory cloud is coming the doors which have been closed are opening wide they're opening wide hallelujah can I get an amen? Make way for the warrior king. But Jubilee will be hidden in the glory cloud, says the Lord. Be hidden, not seen, because it's not for Jubilee's glory, it's for mine. Steve, the Lord says your uncertainty is gone. There's a Philip anointing on you. Steve, you looking at me? Yeah. <laughs> the Lord is placing his hand on you. I see you stepping on chains. Chains that reached back to your grandmother. I don't know why. I see like you stepping on it and it's broken broken some are the wanderers the searchers the pilgrims for those who came to Jerusalem at the right time folks there are those who are going to come into our place into our midst at the very right time they weren't even ready but they were searching 
hearts not settling for anything but the real. The Lord is allowing the wanderer to find a nest, a place of rest. Some of you are wandering because you haven't settled. The Lord is saying, give it up and rest. A Jew feasting with a Roman, I see. A leader of my sheep, I have called you. One who takes care of the little lamb. Oh, Lord. Lord, we want the outpouring. We want the outpouring of Pentecost. We want the new Pentecost. Oh, we want the outpouring of Pentecost on this place, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, we want it. Oh, we want it, Lord. I send the writer on the day of the law's birthday to announce the law was fulfilled and to give the heart back. The beating heart that beats for me. Some of you have been in the spirit all along, but your heart is about to beat brighter than it's ever beat. It's about to beat louder and stronger. You can be a charismatic your whole life, but your heart can't burn for the Lord. Jesus. A transforming is taking place in this body. A transforming of the, of the cleaning lady, Cinderella, to Princess Cinderella. To one day reigning and ruling with her king like the transformation of a butterfly from a caterpillar or the transformation that occurs when the contender becomes the champion the Lord is commanding us to surrender to full surrender church I feel this as strongly as I've ever felt anything the Lord is commanding you to surrender to hope. There are those of you who've checked out with hope. And the Lord is commanding you to surrender to hope and to never leave it like a person clinging to a buoy. Hope for the wanderer, the pilgrim and the prodigals. Hope for the nation and nations. Hope for the son and his return. Then there are the runners running from the mandate. Mm. 
Some of you have a calling on your life that you've been running from. God is saying, stop running. You know what that is. Let the seventh week be a decisive day for you. Oh, Jubilee, you are favored with a Mary anointing who trusts in the Lord and gets to see her brother rise from the dead. So shall you see the things rise up from death and be pulled back into life. spice of life within me. Let your north and south wind awake. Let what you have hidden and treasured flourish. Just like it says out of Song of Songs, the north wind is what we treasure up. There are things you've treasured up and the Lord is allowing it to flourish. Michael, I see you as the humble father who's been called to this place. I see the humility you are bringing into the worship room. And the Lord is saying that that humility has brought a unity, a unity into this place. And it's going to be a direct correlation to what he's going to do next. There's the other Peter, the guy who prays with us. What's his name? Yeah. Peter, yep. And uh, says, you are a runner consumed by your love of me. You don't wait to reach your love. A strong heart the Lord is giving you. I saw the Lord touch your heart and there's a healing going on in your heart. Not weak, not frail. Church, the groom is waiting on top. He's waiting on top of Calvary for his bride. Don't you get, we get to partake of his suffering. <laughs> we get to partake. <laughs> it's going to lead to thousands and thousands and thousands of souls. <laughs> Finally, there is a bridal surrender. Just like the lady out of Song of Songs 4. Listen, my dearest darling, you are so beautiful. You are beauty itself to me. Your eyes are like gentle doves behind your veil. What devotion. 
I see you each time I gaze upon you. You are like a sacrifice ready to be offered. When I look at you, I see how you have taken my fruit and tasted my word. Your life has become clean and pure, like a lamb washed and newly shown. You now show grace and balance with truth on display. Your lips are as loving as Rahab's scarlet ribbon, speaking mercy, speaking grace. Lord, this is what he's ushering us into. He's ushering us into this. The words of your mouth are as refreshing as of an oasis. What pleasure you bring to me. I see your blushing cheeks open like the halves of a pomegranate. Pomegranates speak of the passion of God. Pomegranate actually is the root word ramen, which means to rise up. When I look at you, I see your inner strength so stately and strong. You are secure as David's fortress. Your virtue and grace cause a thousand famous soldiers to surrender to your beauty. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a surrendering when we surrender to the groom. <laughs> we see all those we have strived with and all those we have worked against just come under. <laughs> Your pure faith and love rest over your heart as you nurture those who are yet infants. This is your response. The bride responds. I've made up my mind. Until the darkness disappears and the dawn has fully come, in spite of shadows and fears, I will go to the mountaintop with you. The mountain of suffering love and the hill of burning incense. Yes, I will be your bride. Oh God, we surrender. God, we raise up our white flag right now. We prepare for the coming of your Holy Spirit, the outpouring. We prepare for the outpouring. Joe and Tracy, would you guys come up if you feel led? I feel like you guys are going to have some words for us. I just want to give this time to the Holy Spirit. There are altars all around here. They go all the way to the flags and they go all the way to the exit door. If, if the Lord is speaking to you right now, if you want a place of surrender, if you want to come into a place of new authority, if you have a calling on your heart, are you ready to enter in as the groom fully intended for his bride? I just want to encourage you to come to the altar. Come to the altar. The Lord wants to pour out himself on you. He wants to pour himself out on you. Oh, Lord. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for a people of your presence like Jubilee is. We're a peculiar people. We just fall into you and get lost in you. I just proclaim that this is a church of your presence. Whoa. On behalf of all the, the people, the peculiar people that will be filling up this room, I just want to just be thankful for this church, the church of your presence. This is a very unique church. And I also just right now, in, in, uh, for all of Camarillo, I just bless all the other church bodies in this place, all the Bible studies that are happening in home groups, uh, all the believers in Camarillo. I just thank you, Lord, for your spirit moving in their lives. We just bless them in your name. They're your people. One body, one baptism, one faith, one church. shipping a little bit earlier, I um, saw a picture of myself and I think our body walking up to Jesus carrying a big heavy suitcase with a big backpack on my back and duffel bag on my shoulder and another suitcase on the other side. And I kind of slowly walked up to him. Jesus said, you don't have to hold that baggage anymore. You can put that down. And that's the invitation tonight. It's part of that surrender. It's part of what we've been talking about with Pastor Steve of radical forgiveness. It's a letting go of that baggage that's keeping us from intimacy with Jesus. And tonight his invitation is just let it go. Let it go. Let go of the need for justice. Let go of your need for vengeance. Let go of your need to understand. Let go of those unanswered questions. Embrace the mystery of God. Embrace the goodness of God and the mystery and let go of your need to know. Let go of that hurt and that offense. You don't need it, it's not serving you. Jesus is saying that on the other side, there's a river 
There's a river of peace. There's an invitation to childlike joy. There's an invitation to a relationship deeper, more constant, more exciting an adventure to go on. So let it go, put it down, put the baggage down. Take Jesus's hand, see what he has. There's something good, something good on the other side. So Jesus, we just declare that in this room right now, the courage to let go of everything that hinders love. God, we don't want it. We don't want it. We say yes to the greater yes. We say yes as your bride. God, even when there's shadows and there's fears and maybe there's a little bit of darkness, we say yes. We say yes to the suffering love because we know there's no other joy. There's no other excitement. There's no other purpose. There's nothing else that compares to walking with you. Thank you that you are trustworthy. You can hold our pain. You can hold our questions. You can hold that which has been done against us. God, you are trustworthy, and so we let go. Some of you have heard, even today in your own mind, I've heard it before. I've heard it before. And the Lord says, no, you haven't. It's like a person who, if there's, if, if Diana's playing up here, and you can say, oh, I see Diana. You may or you may not. Do you see by the spirit? Or, you do, or do you see by the flesh? If you see by the Spirit, you'll see Christ in her and what he's put in her and what he wants you to intercede for her for, what he wants you to pull out of her and receive. It's the same thing with our hearing. Have you heard with your natural ear? And you'll know because you'll want to make an understanding in your head about it. Or have you heard the voice of the Lord, where his thoughts are higher than ours. We can't really understand with our head the Lord. Two different realms. The Lord says, some of you are standing, some of you are sitting, some of you are kneeling, whatever your position is, kneel in your heart, because that's what he looks at. The outward is good. But kneel in your heart. Ask him for an ear to hear, for an eye to really see. And you will see wonders like you've never imagined before. You will see yourself inside his glory because you are inside his glory. Some of us have not, not visited the cross since we got saved. For some of us, it's 40, 50 years ago, whatever it is. Some of us, it's yesterday. And the Lord says, you can't come into the new until you come in to that realm of my suffering and, and you let old things die away once and for all till you make that conscious decision, I hate sin and I no longer want it living in me. 
and you walk through that, that cross once again. And it's not like there's nothing on the other side. E eternity is on the other side. His name is Jesus Christ. It's not a, a time. It, it, Jesus isn't in time. He is eternity. And he's saying, come unto me. All you who labor are weary, heavy laden. Come unto me and I will give you rest because he's our rest. The Lord is doing an exchange right now. And yes, I agree, let it go, let it go. Fear not, for the Lord your God is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And his spirit is overshadowing this place as in the day of creation, as in the day of Pentecost. So the Lord is overshadowing you right now and saying, look up and see your salvation, the coming of, the, of, of being baptized in Holy Spirit and fire, the, the glory of God, things we can't imagine, the terror of the Holy God, the might and dominion of the King of glory. The Lord says, I'm making a holy exchange with you right now. Know the times and the seasons, Issachar. Know the times and the seasons. I am, I am giving it to you on a silver platter. Come and take and eat of the fruit of life. Come and eat of the bread where you will hunger no more and the water where you will thirst no more. For the Lord is with you and his anointing is with him and his spirit is upon you and he will teach you of things of Jesus that you have never known before experientially, not in your head, experientially in your belly. He's filling bellies up right now. He's filling bellies up right now. He himself is taking things out that you have not been able to let go. And he himself is putting himself in those places and saying, stand back, see the salvation of your king. For the king of glory has come into your midst and he is riding on his horse and he is saying, now is the time, now is the time, now is the time. All of you come unto me and I will give you rest, not sleepiness, but the rest of the Lord in Jesus' name. for me and for everyone so you look around you see everybody here you say Lord what about that person there what about him what about her the Lord says to you what is that to you you follow me Amen. what is that to you you follow me. You say, Lord, I feel like I'm outside that I don't belong. I want to belong somewhere. Nobody seems to love me. The Lord says to you, like he said to Jeremiah of old, Before you were born, I knew you. Yes. 
Before I formed you in the womb, I called you. I love you more than you know. And Lord, we come in agreement, Lord. Oh, bring us into one accord, Lord Jesus. Bring us into one accord. Judge no one before the time. Let the love of God flow freely in this place, in our lives, in my life. Every family in this place is blessed because of the Lord Jesus. Unto him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father be dominion and glory forever and ever. Amen.
he's given you a new body, but you're about to receive something even better than that. You've got a spirit that's awakening inside of you. There is a call of God on your life, and he will see it through to completion for you. He's causing your feet to burn with fire of his presence and his leading. You're going to do things and go places that you have never been or thought of going to before. And I'm not specifically speaking of other countries or something. I'm just saying in the spirit realm, you're going to, he's going to teach you how to maneuver in the spirit. You're going to have dreams at night when you go to bed, dreams of the Lord. And he's going to show you which way to go when you wake up in the morning. Real strong anointing on you. He didn't save you physically for nothing. He's got a plan for you, and he'll see it through. It's nothing you have to do. Just like he said, keep surrendering. Just say, here I am. I'm ready. And he'll take you where you're supposed to be. And then I had a word also for Joe. <clears throat> Joe, as you were standing here a little while ago, I felt like the Lord was saying, that's a man after my own heart. That's a man who knows me, but is, is not uh, showy about it. And the Lord says, well done, but you haven't seen anything yet. You know how sometimes you, you do the, I forgot what it's called, that dance? What is it? No, the thing where you, the worm or whatever? Yeah. He says he taught you that. He taught you that. And he does that with you in heaven when you do it here on earth. He says it has a spiritual meaning and it releases things because it doesn't mean you have to just put your hand on somebody's head to release. You release it by worship. It's kind of that thing where you have a, a prophetic voice inside of you and he says he's putting his hand on it and you're going to be even more accurate and more precise and, and it'll be more often for you. The Lord says, wait and see, wait and see. And he's placed you with the right person. Yep, right person. thing I did was I drew back and I, I, I dove into the Lord 
and I, I drew into him and I was quiet for a little bit then things started coming out of me it wasn't a sermon but it was kind of a uh, you know laying myself down before the Lord and, and I was kind of telling him the journey I've been having with drawing closer to him and how I, I my sermons are part if I ever have a sermon, it's not for me. It's something that I can't drive up, I, something I can't bring up. But it's something I, I have to give to the Lord, and I have to sit before Him in the humbleness and quietness and that He would give me something to say. And I started uh, uh, pouring out the deep desire I have just to be, just to know the Lord and to overflow in His presence. Just like in uh, Song of Songs, chapter 1, it talks about I am, I am lifted up and then we go out together and then we go into the, the, the cloud chambers of God and, and we, we go out, we go up alone with the Lord and, and he counsels us and meets with us and he, we're, and, he, and, he, and he pours the oil on and then we go out overflowing. So that's when, when I think of a sermon, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I want to overflow what the Lord has to say and not come up with anything contrived by my own my own understanding or my own my own uh, learning or my readings and stuff but Lord I, I just thank you Lord that you've been you've been pouring things out like that to me and and today I was so busy with on so many things driving to LA and back and so stressed had a headache and all the shot but there was a there's a calmness and the Lord was in my presence the whole time and I, I knew he was gonna get me through it and despite, you know, my lack of spending time with him, he, he always is with me. And he's always been with me ever since I was younger and through all my struggles. So he's a God that loves us. And we don't have to try, you know, beat our chest and try to work our way up to some kind of, some kind of righteousness. It's not what he wants. He wants us to be still before him and humble and know where, where our salvation comes from. Because there's nothing we can do. We didn't, don't deserve any of this. But this is the Lord. And He waits for us to give all our, our faith and hope in Him so we can set it all on Him that He will deal with it. And we just know for certain that he's going to take care of it. So I just thank you, Lord. Thank you for pouring, pouring out your love in us, Father. Thank you for letting us be just humble before you. And you deal with us. And then you give us all those gifts, salvation. You give us, you give us authority. You give us uh, inheritance. You give us all kinds of wisdom and understanding and, and grace. Everything that you have, you poured out on us. So we need to go out refreshed and lifted up, knowing we have all those attributes that you have, Jesus. Lord, just keep teaching us. Let us. Next time somebody says, do you have a sermon? I'm going to go, yes, this is my sermon, that Almighty Jesus is our source, and we need to be still before him and be lifted up and overflowing like a fountain in his presence. And I thank you, Father. 
And then we are a light to the world. The world sees us. And that's our witness to them. They see the, see the goodness in us. And they see your, the presence of the Lord in us. Not under our own power, but His. I thank you, Lord. And thank you, Father. Okay, I mean, more than welcome to stay and um, soak if you want. But otherwise, uh, I think we're free to go. Um, it's up to you. So, uh, yeah. And God, I just thank you so much for this time. I thank you um, for just, uh, you know, there's this, there's this saying in, this verse that says, deep cries out to deep. And uh, I just see the, the, the church body going into a greater depth with you. Man, all the fear is going to be gone. <laughs> it's going to be replaced with boldness and expectancy. And so, man. Just be excited for that. Just be excited because God is doing a work in us. It's going to touch the whole region. The whole region. It's not even going to be about us. It's going to be all about Him. So, God, I thank you for that. I thank you for what you're doing in Jubilee. I thank you that every word you speak does not become null nor void, but it comes to pass. And so, God, we bless you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.